Welcome to Small Biz Brainiac, providing employer intelligence that helps you navigate the regulatory landscape and keep you on course running the business you love. Here's your host, Thomas Rock Lindsay. Hey everyone, welcome to episode 125, Washington, D.C. Paid Leave Law. I'm your host, Robert Attridge, and this is the podcast that delivers employer intelligence two days each week in a short 7-10 to minute episode. My co-host, Thomas Rock Lindsay, delivers the Tuesday show, and I deliver the Thursday show each and every week. We've talked about mandatory paid leave laws in a couple of past episodes, as this seems to be a hot issue around the country over the last couple of years. Laws are starting to take effect in many of these states, with many more states following suit. So go back and listen to episode 46 and episode 102 on mandatory paid sick leave for a refresher on our past discussions in regards to this topic. Today I wanted to focus on the newly enacted paid leave law that took effect in Washington, D.C. The law took effect on April 7, 2017 after a 30-day legislative review period expired and Congress failed to overturn the law. In fact, no action took place to change the law during that 30-day period. That being said, employees will not be able to utilize the benefits until July 1st of 2020. And, not surprisingly, the program will be funded by a new tax on employers furthering the ever-increasing burden on small businesses. The new employer tax will take effect in 2019 to start building a fund for the benefit that employees may start utilizing in 2020. So who stands to benefit from this new law? Well, obviously, the employees will be the main beneficiary, as well as their dependents in need of care. According to the Act, employees who spend at least 50% of their time working in Washington, D.C. are eligible to receive this benefit. This means that employees living in Washington, D.C. that also work in D.C. are eligible for the benefit. This also means that if employees live in surrounding states such as Virginia or Maryland and commute into D.C., then they also are eligible to receive the same benefits. Washington, D.C. residents that work in Maryland or Virginia will not be covered by the regulation. So that sounds a little confusing, so let me try and explain it a little bit better here. Any employee working in D.C. is eligible regardless of where they live, and any employee working outside of D.C. is not eligible regardless of where they live. So let's go over what the benefit actually is. Some states have passed mandatory vacation and sick time laws that are more of a limited benefit than what we're seeing with this DC benefit. This is more like the FMLA benefit, although FMLA does not require paid time off, just that the employee's job is secure once they return from leave. This DC law will require paid leave. It's also important to note that this benefit is not to be considered in addition to FMLA. This means that an employee utilizing the benefit can take time off and it will count towards both FMLA and this new Washington, D.C. paid leave benefit. The paid leave benefit, according to the Act, allows eligible employees to take up to eight weeks of paid leave each year. The time does not need to be taken all at once. It can be broken up if needed. So this means that the employee could take a few days this week, a few days next week, uh, a few days each month, uh, up to the point that they use the equivalent of eight weeks of paid leave in a 52-week period. So the benefit allows up to eight weeks of parental leave to be taken within one year of the birth of a child, the placement of an adopted or foster child, or the assumption of legal guardianship of a child. 
Also, up to six weeks of family leave to be taken within one year of the diagnosis or occurrence of a family member's serious health condition, and up to two weeks of personal medical leave to be taken within one year of the diagnosis or occurrence of the employee's serious health condition. A serious health condition is defined broadly to include physical or mental illness, injuries, or impairments that require inpatient care or continuing health care-related treatment or supervision at home. Family is defined as a person to whom the employee is related by blood, legal custody, or marriage, a child who lives with an employee who exercises parental responsibility, or an individual with whom the employee lives and is in a committed relationship. Employees wishing to utilize the benefit should request paid leave following the occurrence of a certain qualifying event, subject to a one-week waiting period during which time no benefits are payable. So who's going to pay for all this? That's always the question, right? And just remember, politicians are good at spending your money. So, of course, employers will fund the paid leave program through a payroll tax on all Washington, D.C. employers. The tax that I mentioned earlier in the podcast that employers will be subject to will be 0.62% of all wages paid to eligible individuals. Now, on the surface, that doesn't sound like a big percentage, but all these taxes add up. If you have an employee that makes $35,000 per year, then you'll pay an additional $217 in taxes for that employee. Employers will begin to calculate and remit the tax to a Washington, D.C. government-administered fund in 2019. Also, employers may not take adverse action against any employee for utilizing the rights provided to them under this law. You cannot fire an employee or eliminate their position if they take advantage of this paid leave benefit. Employers are also responsible for displaying a notice to their employees that explain their rights. The notice should include the employee's right to paid leave benefits under the Act and the terms under which the benefits may be used. It should also note that employers may not retaliate against employees for requesting, applying for, or using paid leave benefits. Additionally, that employees who work for employers with fewer than 20 employees are not entitled to job protection if they take paid leave under the Act. And finally, that employees may file complaints under specific procedures. Employers that fail to post or distribute the notice may face a $100 penalty for each employee to whom they did not distribute the notice to. Since the benefits do not take effect until July 1, 2020, there is the potential that changes to this law may still be implemented before that date. There have been a couple of bills recently introduced to amend certain provisions of the Act. If you are an employer in Washington, D.C., then you definitely want to keep an eye on these bills to see if any changes to the Paid Leave Act occur over the next year or two before the benefits kick in. Well, we're out of time. Please take a moment and visit our website, smallbizbrainiac.com. We have a couple of free book offers that we believe would be valuable to you and your business. Well, that's a wrap. Thanks for listening and have a great day. Thanks for listening to Small Biz Brainiac. To get your questions answered by Thomas directly, visit smallbizbrainiac.com. And for more employer intelligence, be sure to join us again here on Small Biz Brainiac.